0: Okay, well, the sun is streaming through the window. It's a rather nice spring-like February day, and I thought I would start off with the podcast. And we'll go um, straight into a bit of housekeeping, and I'll mention about what's been going on with uh, the main website. I do have a couple of rather juicy photography links later, so I'll put those onto the site and uh, talk about those later as well. But yes, the main website has been getting a bit of a, well, a bit of love um, after a few months of sort of, sort of bit improved it and then sort of like left it and then I recently decided, you know, that I wanted to make some more improvements to it and that's really what's been happening recently. A lot of it's to do with the readability and uh, finding things on pages, making it easier to find links, uh, making it easier to follow the blogs and things like that, that's the main uh, core bit of it. The uh, weblog journal, like I say, now has all of the information for following the blogs, uh, both of the RSS feeds were on there, there was only one before, there was only just the, the main blog and the main blog doesn't get that much on it now, um, but the both blogs are still active, uh, they just don't get much posted on them regularly, It's, but I always think it's still um, interesting stuff and you know you can just set up a, an email so that if anything does get posted on there. it will get sent but I really want to start blogging more Um, I didn't actually do any in January and so far I will have to try and put something on this February Uh, I did oh tell a lie I did put something on one that was about the uh, photography um, I can't remember the name of the I can't remember the name of the photographer now Oh here we are. Cecil Beaton of course. How could I forget that name? Um the picture's about uh that he took for performance, the nineteen sixties film that was made with Mick Jagger, which is a film that intrigues me. Uh and I've written about on the on the blog before. But I did post something on there uh, on February the sixth, so that's that's had a post. There hasn't been anything on the Darker Skies uh, blog yet, but I will make sure that I put something on there as well. Then it might have been a quiet January, but at least something's put on both thing uh, both blogs for uh, for February. The other blog, the little mini blog that I've got, is uh, the test strip. Now the test strip is an interesting sort of like experiment uh, mini-blog really. It started off as a Pressgram blog and as you remem- might remember Pressgram was an app I was using a few years ago that was like Instagram but instead of delivering it to Instagram um, this app would deliver it to your blog. It was quite a good system very easy to use very simple kept everything in a, in a very Instagram way but just the delivery was like I say to your blog well sadly that uh, little app died to death due to various different reasons and I was left with this little mini blog and it wasn't active for a few years but I decided last year that I wanted to do something with it and but it needed a bit of a rename and I think Test Strip sums it up, it's a bit experimental um, and it's just a little blog just there to fill in a few gaps that the other blogs might not fill um, and it also helps with getting traffic to my main site as well and keeps everything together so I'm quite pleased with it I did put some pictures on there last year from uh, around where I live Moreland uh, pictures and there was quite a few pictures went on some of them experimental just messing around with uh, photoshop and things like that and uh, then i went and put uh, a rather well it's one of my favorite pictures uh, called Maris couple which has been in my uh, archive for, for quite a while i took it in july 2003 while i was in north wales and basically it's a, a couple together the the end of Maris Pier sort of like lost in the moment and it was taken at quite an interesting time because I'd only been a professional photographer for, for a couple of years at that point I was still sort of like feeling my way and making mistakes and winning um, you know a few uh, clients and things like that and um, this picture was sort of like taken just uh, at, at that moment, I was also changing camera systems. I've been using pentax cameras and I was switching over to Nikon at that point and I sort of like delving into uh, all of the ins and outs of that and tamron lenses as well uh and I've actually still got them. I've still got the picking up my little f four here which first thing you do when you pick one up is you realize how well it was made but how heavy it is and this one actually hasn't got any of the batteries in the battery pack uh, but it was a very solid little camera and thanks to that little article I think I'll sure roll a film in it uh, at some point and go off and take some pictures with it because it's, um, it's still a great camera even though I've had it 18 years something like that it was the first Nikon that I owned and it was a good place to start reliable camera, it's still basically a backup film camera now um, I did later of course get the f5 and also got an f3 which I love as well but um, yeah the Nikon f4s was where it started for me so uh, I knew this was probably among the best of the photos that I took with that camera so yeah, That is from the archive Beaumaris couple which can be found in the test strip photo blog on my main site. There are going to be some more from the archive uh, posts because I quite like the idea and it's nice revisiting these old pictures as well and getting the, the memories for them and just talking about them generally and uh, seeing them outside of the, the gallery which can talk about you know where they are and everything but doesn't really go into the detail does it? So that is the test strip photo blog. Uh, the photography book section has been updated so that it's easier to find links to buy the book. And I've also gone through some of the uh, the pages and just tidied them up and updated the text to reflect, you know, changes over the uh, over the years. Uh, probably the biggest example, actually, in is in the. Featured photography, the Norfolk project, and the Sea Sky, Sand and Street sections, where I've just sort of like updated them to reflect what's going on with those projects at the moment. The Norfolk one, of course, is mothballed for the want of a better word until uh, I go back. I think the last images were taken in 2016, Um, and the Sea Sky, Sand and Street was just updated to reflect how mobile photography is. Kind of lost a lot of its critics now it's it's pretty well established uh when i actually shot Sea sky and sand and street it was still sort of like feeling its way a bit Uh, but that's all sort of changed and it's a lot more respectable now to produce work with an iphone and a lot of artists and photographers are so they were just some of the changes and also Removing any mistakes or anything like that that were in there. It's still a work in progress, and I'm still going through the site, um, doing that, uh, just repairing bits and pieces. Um, the audio production section has has been updated and broadened out a bit more, just to make it into a proper page, really. Services that's all been sorted out, and uh, the profile page has had some alterations done to it but there's still some more work to do there I'm not totally satisfied with that it is very difficult talking about yourself and your work so that still needs a bit more thought and a bit more uh, a bit more time spent on it Instagram the last time I was talking I was mentioning about you know Instagram and um, how I was still experimenting with it and things and so far it's you know it's it's an interesting learning curve but I'm finding it frustrating in a way because it's it's a great way of sharing images but it seems as though it is, there's a certain way of doing it and there's a whole lot of criteria that you have to take into account when you're actually posting uh, work to, to get the best out of it get the the people interacting with it and getting likes and comments and, things. and this can even be down to when you post it what sort of tags all sorts of things like that. The followers still remains volatile. Um, but I want to have a better word. The highest I was up to was about 315. Which was at the beginning of January. It has now down, dipped down to about 296. And a lot of these seem as though they're either false accounts. Or they are people who follow you. You follow them and then they unfollow you, uh, so that you know it. ref that change reflects in their numbers. It it makes them uh, be following less. They have more followers basically than they are following, because um, some people like that. And there's an awful lot of people who are doing that. Some of it may be automated, I expect, um, but it it is rather frustrating to see that so i'll have to see how it's going what i certainly would recommend if you are using instagram a lot is uh, to get an unfollower app just to see who is engaging with you and staying with you and those people who are just doing that trick of following you waiting until you follow and then they unfollow you as soon as they've got you Um, because there's an awful lot of people doing that and um, I found a uh, an unfollower app on Android, which is absolutely excellent for doing that. It will check through and just make sure that that anybody who who uh, has decided that they're going to do any dirty tricks on you and unfollow, when you, uh, they will they will uh, they will be flagged up, and you can get rid of them. And um, yeah, it's a great way of keeping an eye on things so i I don't really know what i want to try and do with my instagram account i mean posting the 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 photography is easy enough uh gaining the 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 followers i suppose really what i should be working on is quality and not quantity but uh sadly instagram is just one of those accounts where it uh, it's very very self-indulgent in a way as, a, as I suppose most social networks are but um, if I can try and just you know get a couple of followers a week you know who actually stayed and weren't you know false accounts or something that would be great but I think maybe it might be an idea to just sort of like carry on and just does really make you wonder when you come across these accounts where you know they've they've got like 2,000 followers exactly how many of them are actually legit how many of them are real and how many of them are just uh, yeah just non existent really does make you wonder I I mean some people seem as though they post on a they're almost omnipresent on the service you know they will post maybe six or eight images a day And I just find that just, one, I think it actually cheapens the photography in a way, even other great images, but it's because it's just a constant churning out of pictures, whereas I prefer, you know, maybe three or four a week six a week something like that i think is is more than enough but maybe to get the the followers you have to be a constant image factory just pumping them out which i don't like the idea of at all i i prefer prefer people to sort of like just post uh on, on a regular basis but um not sort of like post a deluge of images that uh that just swamp you so yes the instagram is still very very much a uh, a work in progress but there have been a few highlights i have uh put on images like east market street looking over towards waverley station uh, in edinburgh which were nighttime shots and they were well received and got lots of light so the engagement seems as though it's heading in the right direction but like i say you've got to be careful when you put images on if uh, you've got to make sure that it's the right time and they're tagged properly and all sorts of things so I, i'm basically i'm still learning the ropes i think so that's my instagram adventure um for the time being i will carry on with updating these updates um as i uh, podcast throughout the year but it's going to be interesting to see what it's going to be like uh, sort of in December because that'll be about a year from me starting to make these changes with the Instagram account to try and get a bit more engagement and uh, more likes and just generally get a feel for the social network whether I actually manage to do that I don't know we'll have to see Right. all right to the links and I've just got a couple of quick links before I head off. Uh, the first one is unseen 1960s photos of London's East End. These are Kodachrome images uh, created by amateur photographer David Granick. Now he was born in Stepney in London's East End in 1912 and as he was growing up he took photographs in his neighbourhood and put together a brilliant archive um, dates and exact locations of where where the pictures were and before he died he had his slides he donated his slides to Tower Hamlets local history library and archives now a East London photographer Chris Dawley Brown Glimpse some of these uh, images in uh, of Granick's images in the archive, and it's like he said, he was completely blown away by the images, and it's completely understandable why he was, because they are absolutely excellent, and they capture a snapshot of East End London during a big change in the uh, in the area during the post-war. A lot of these areas were run down. They were a lot of the house and things was being replaced by uh, tower block estates and things like that and it documents this change in some of the old landscapes and it's you know absolutely fantastic a lot of the images date from the 60s and 70s and it's really worth uh, a good look and there's um, i believe a book as well yes there's a book which i might have to look out for myself because i really did enjoy these pictures Uh, but i'll put a link on the site to that and then the second one which is probably not that far removed from the east end pictures is the photos that changed america celebrating the work of lewis hine another photographer who was very much ahead of his time took um, child labor photos To document you know uh, children at work in America in 1908 1908, because he was that shocked by what was uh, going on cotton mills of Carolina to coal breakers in Pennsylvania he helped bring about child labor laws he also took photographs of portraits of immigrants Ellis Island and his work was uh, he also did documenting uh, construction workers Empire State Building basically the guy was amazing and his images were absolutely fantastic as well well worth a look a really really great photographer who uh, documented a hard side of america Um, a tough side of america and uh, i don't know whether there's a modern equivalent really Um, but these pictures certainly do capture America both as a powerhouse an industrial powerhouse but also you know the the cost that comes with that as well so that is on the Guardian like I say that's photos that changed America celebrating the work of Lewis Hine and that's it for the podcast I shall be back uh sometime I am working on another little podcast special that should be coming soon which where I'm talking about uh photography book off my shelf Uh, but i've still got to work out a few things with that but until then um, i will be back next month with another podcast thanks for listening and uh, happy snapping